Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek! Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very... How do I put this? Birth-controlling episode of So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters is on my left. And you know why it's kind of a birth control episode, Justin? Because we're both wearing our diaphragms. Well, that was TMI, but yes, I know. I'm wearing it on my head. Because <laughs> that's where it belongs. I'm wearing mine in my chest area, kind of near my sternum, so I can use it for singing. I'm sorry, wait, what? No? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, we saw The Bad Seed... And The Omen this week, both of which I have never seen but have heard copious amounts from via my mom growing up because apparently I was kind of a bad seed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the original Omen. Yes. And the original Bad Seed. There was That's a true. TV movie, but... Justin, did, oh, your, did your mom ever tell you stories like that, like mine did, where she was like, I looked for the the 666s in your hair when you wouldn't stop crying. No. <laughs> As you well know, there's only one story about me. <laughs> we tried to dig for more and we get nothing. I could possibly... Oh, oh my gosh. I've always said I, I was like, was I adopted? Because i trying to get any kind of stories besides, well, you like to sit on the washing machine. So are you possibly the Christine character in the Bad Seed, and therefore this child that we're about to have is going to be the Rhoda? Your, sp- your silence speaks volumes. If if so, my um my dad probably won't tell me until our daughter starts killing people. Like, well, thanks for telling me yesterday. But even then, if it's anything like the movie, he'll be in denial and be like, "No, it can't be." <laughs> Impossible, I tell you. Okay. Yes. I'm going to throw your phone. Oh, can don't you, throw it. Can you silence it? It is silent. Oh. Why is it so loud? It's like a very auspicious silence. <sighs> anyway, on to the movies. Movies. So, The Bad Seed, 1956, uh, introducing Patty McCormick. Yes. And some other adult actors with whom I was unfamiliar. There you go. <laughs> Nancy Kelly. That's the background. She played the mom. What has she been in that we would know? You don't know anything. I mean, all these... Oh, thanks! You don't know anything. Honey, you... <laughs> Just the way you said it. You don't know anything. I didn't say anything. I said you don't know anything else she was in. I think all these people were in the the stage version. This was obviously a book first, and then a play, and then a movie. Indeed. Within like two years. So. I really like old movies of this genre. Not that I'm saying, you know, deal with psychopathic and sociopathic children, but that feel like a play. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Why, why so? Well, I come from a theater background, so... Oh, okay. Is that it? 
know I was going to continue, hence, so. <laughs> okay. Smack, smack. So, I appreciate anything that has a good book, first of all. Mm-hmm. And second of all, all of, like, the old standards, you know, like, Dial M for Murder, you know, it, it went, that's a great play in and of itself. And that also was a good movie with Barbara Stanwyck. True. I agree. I, I just like the format of these old black and white movies that that stay really true to the play. Whereas, here's a good example of a, a movie that didn't do that so well. Um, earlier this year, was was it technically late last year? I guess it must have been last year. We saw George Clooney and Ryan Gosling in... Um, the Ides of March. Thank you, The Ides of March. And it's based on Farragut North. Mm-hmm. And... I'm not that I, I have to be honest, not that I've, I've read the play, but I have heard from everybody who has read the play and seen it that the adaptation just wasn't nearly as good. And I don't know if that's because nowadays we're just not as faithful to adaptations. Like, everybody wants to make it their own. Mm-hmm. And something might be lost in translation. But personally, I like it when, uh, if you're going to adapt from a play or a book, you, you stay pretty close to it. And back then, they did that a lot. Well, I think... Well, the one negative I see about this movie, and I like it a lot, is I think it's too faithful, and it becomes off. It comes off as too stagey. Really? Um, yeah, it's too. It's overlong. I mean, there's no need, to, need for this movie to be like two hours and fifteen minutes. The the middle of it's really saggy, but other than that, I mean, it's a pretty aces movie. It scared the hell out of me when I was little. I think. I, I was like, I was thinking back, I was like, I remember watching this at a very young age. I wonder if my mom was like, she like put me, set me down to watch it. And, and she was like <laughs> watching me watch it. And like, is this you? See, so your mom did do things like my mom did. <laughs> They're not that dissimilar. You liked washing machines. I liked what? Dishwashers. <laughs> I liked murdering people in washing machines. <laughs> That's Anyway, I, I could actually hear the crickets outside at that point. That was amazing. <laughs> so, I, it's funny though that what what I think I like most about this, you like the least. That it seemed like such a faithful adaptation of a play. Oh, I mean, like I said, it's 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 a little talky, just a little bit talky. I like a little talky. Um, <laughs> especially in the portions where uh, Rhoda is not involved like every time she comes comes around i'm always like yes this girl is brilliant she's so good do you mean so good as an actress or yes okay patty mccormick was pretty fantastic i have to give credit where it is due especially due to the fact that like the first like 30 minutes you're like okay this is a little too much um in terms of laying on the sweet you know sweetness schmaltzy and then Oh, I just as, as love she, to curtsy. As, as she, as like she starts to become a little more unhinged, you're just like, awesome, yes. Just yes. in case you haven't seen the bad seed, dear listeners, the the loose plot line is that it is about a child who comes across as incredibly perfect to everybody: her parents, her uh, teachers. Strangers. Her upstairs landlady. Yeah, her upstairs landlady, which was strange because it was supposed to be like apartments, yet they had like a staircase that just like went up and down, and there she is. Uh, I'm and, here again. Right? And over the course of the movie, this kid 
is implicated in several murders. <laughs> and uh, her mom starts to suspect that something is amiss, even uh, though behavior-wise she comes across as practically perfect in every way. And then, she, uh, of course, Rhoda does, the, the daughter, that is, starts to crack. And then we find out there's a twist that happened in her past that uh, helps explain why she is the way she is, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. The, really ser- the, the serial killer gene skips a generation, apparently. Apparently. So, <laughs> let's talk again about your mom. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about her. Has she killed anyone that you know of? I mean, no. My The only people that my mom's killed is with kindness. That's true. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's, uh, she's a great woman. Um, Don't ask me the same question. <laughs> Probably not. (laughs) My mom is kind as well, but she's also really feisty. She's good at shooting eye daggers. I wonder if she's killing anyone. Oh, yeah. Her looks could kill, then. Okay, yeah, she's killed a lot of people. (laughs) Then, yes. Um, The thing I find funny about this movie, again, it was released in 1956, is the whole plot starts to unravel. Due to the funniest reason to kill a person ever, um, what happens is the the girl Rhoda goes to I guess it's like a field trip next to a lake. But it was like on no, because it was on the school property. They kept saying that it was it was on the school property. Yeah. Um, well, they're right next to a lake. Burn school. And apparently, there's, there's a uh, like a what do you call them? Jets out in the water. The the thing that juts out in the water. No, what do you walk on? The... Plank? <laughs> no. Plank. <laughs> they made these kids walk the plank. <laughs> the dock. The dock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what enrages her is she uh, she doesn't win a penmanship medal. <laughs> it's the 50s. There's only so many things. Come on. And, and that's what causes her to... Uh, Become unglued and uh, beat a kid over the head with her tapping shoes. My favorite part about the shoes is that she has these taps put onto the back heels because it'll save money. And, you know, Little Perfect Rhoda is all about saving her parents some money. Even though that house didn't look like they needed to be saving money. I digress. It wasn't a house. It was an apartment. That's right. It was an apartment. (laughs) Forgive me. And um, she took the shoe off and beat this poor little boy senseless, basically, until he dropped off the dock. And then he wasn't dead and tried to climb back up onto the dock, and she beat his hands with the shoe. Ruthless. Yep. And she got the pin. (laughs) Needless to say. Yes. And she didn't hide it very well. No, she didn't. Um, But yeah, it, it all hinges on, you know... I didn't get a penmanship medal. <laughs> well, there, like I said, it's the a, it's the fifties. B, there are only so many things that you know a, a kid back then could get either upset about or into. Like, let's th- let's think about <laughs> okay. a Christmas story for a minute. All he wanted was the Red Rider BB gun. Like that's all he wanted. And when they had to write their Christmas themes, like. Uh, you know, he fantasized about the teacher giving him an A plus 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 for that. Clearly, like these kids, you know, have a limited quantity of things to get excited about. That was one of them. 
penmanship, a Red Rider BB gun, an Ovaltine broadcast. Okay. Simpler times, Justin. Simpler times. Got it. Okay. So she, yeah, she she gets the pin and her mother discovers it in her treasure chest box, where I guess she's also been keeping other little heirlooms of people she's offed. <laughs> right? I mean, like, Rhoda, that little bird that you so loved from Mrs. Lovett, who apparently is in this. <laughs> I can't remember the person's real name. She fell down the stairs. Did you have anything to do with that? I may have slipped on purpose. <laughs> you're like, you're doing like bad seed fanfic here. <laughs> no. This, this wasn't her first murder. She what are you talking about? Her. That's not fanfic. That's what happened in the end. <laughs> What do you mean what happened then? Well, close to the end. Christine, this is the mother. Christine asked Rhoda, mm-hmm. hey, let's talk about that glass bird that you really loved that was Mrs. What's-Her-Names at our old place in Wichita. And you, she said you could have it when she died. Remember how she fell down those stairs? Did you have anything to do with her falling down those stairs? First she says no, and then she's like, well, I may have slipped. Oh, yeah. On yeah. purpose. Let's talk about the... The landlady who just likes Monica? to barge in and like chill, <laughs> who's ob- who's apparently a uh, she she thinks she's a renowned uh, psychiatrist, <laughs> but she lives right above a psychotic child killer. But doesn't doesn't put two and two together. Doesn't put two together. No. Not only that, but she you know brings her gifts like Hollywood movie star glasses to just make her even crazy. Yeah, she just like loves to. You know, put presents on this girl. <laughs> she, Monica is interesting. She's what I call a clucker. A clucker. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> she's okay. Well, she, that was a great impression. Let me explain. First of all, she's kind of shaped like a hen. <laughs> Second of all, in addition to the physicality of it. Like, these, these women that I nickname cluckers, it's like they like to listen to themselves talk. Oh, okay. And they like to cluck with their other little clucker friends. And... These mother cluckers. Yeah, mother clucker. Jeez. So, she just reminds me of, like, if, if Hen were to be in human form, it would be this woman. One day, if you're ever watching another movie like this or with a similar character or you meet somebody like this, you'll understand exactly what I'm oh, saying. Oh, honey, I grew up in the South. I knew a lot of cluckers. Oh, so you so you knew... Okay, then why did you look at me like, what the heck is that analogy that you just came up with? Well, I didn't call them cluckers, but... Um, what did you call them? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I had like a... I don't know. Anyway, um... <laughs> But let's talk about my favorite character in this whole movie. Oh, I know who it's going to be. Who is it? Oh, you think you're so smart. I don't know what kind of accent that was. <laughs> I was like trying to guess who you're talking about. I'm like, what? <laughs> that was the worst accent impression ever. <laughs> you are so mean. <laughs> what? <laughs> Now it's getting worse. You want me to do my impression? Yes. So here I am. 
I just came from my house where I drank a lot of vodka. <laughs> oh, never mind. We were thinking of totally different people. Uh, were you doing uh, <gasps> Foghorn Leghorn guy? <laughs> Foghorn Leghorn guy? Yeah. The helper guy? <laughs> the Leroy? Yeah, I was doing Leroy. The one that's like, you know, when you, you know... <laughs> When you, they have elect, they have pink electric chairs for girls and blue ones for boys. Your impression's not any better than mine. That doesn't sound anything like Falcon no, or Leghorn. No, it does not. It does not sound like Leroy either. <laughs> well, yours wasn't any good. I just said. No, I like Mrs. Daigle. She's my favorite character. Oh, Mrs. Daigle. She's fantastic. I might just be a little bit drunk right now. Hortense. Hortense is a fat name. <laughs> Christine is such a nice name. You're superior. You're a superior person. <laughs> and I was like, this woman is amazing. And I um I I will probably write some fanfic where um <laughs> Foghorn Leghorn and uh <laughs> Mrs. Daigle solve crimes together. <laughs> oh good, I'm glad that's where it went and it wasn't something more like bound chicka bow wow. Oh, I was worried for a minute. Their offspring would be kind of crazy. No. <laughs> Deformed, I think, is the word you're looking Deformed. for. <laughs> um, it's funny. When she first burst onto the scene, that's when I first felt this is very much like a play. Mm-hmm. Uh, she I was seen, like, I want to play her. She came across like a theater actress. And it's funny because my mom's Which not a drinker at all. She but is. That's amazing. <laughs> my mom's not a drinker at all, as this lady is. But I thought, oh, I want to see my mom play this part. Because I could see, like, certain elements working. And she was just fantastic. And on a sad note, I mean, I also understand character-wise why you just want to be shit-faced all the time if something like that happened to your child. Over a penmanship medal. I just want to hug you in a little while and you can tell me. You tell Hortense what happened to that medal. Alright, night-night. I'm going to sleep on this couch. <laughs> Did you tell him that I was making a spectacle myself? <laughs> no, you heard everything I said. She's like a close cousin to uh, Mrs. Hannigan. She's and- close. <laughs> I would like to see Lucy play her as well. Huh? Lucille Ball. Oh, got it. Just a little bit. But yeah. you're right, yeah, she is kind Let's of a, a distant cousin, too. Stick her up and animate her <laughs> okay she's dead she can't play her womp womp so what else did you like about the movie or, or did not like about the movie um I kind of appreciated the twist actually because I mean I, a lot of the movie is predictable you're like clearly she killed the Daigle kid clearly she's been implicated in previous murders that we will eventually, they'll confirm that, yes, she did them, but we know ahead of time, like, she did them. And, I mean, I, they're, they allude the whole movie to there being some reason why she is the way she is, and there's this guy who keeps talking to her mother about criminology and, like, dropping lots of hints. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe this is a testament to the, uh, what's her name, lead actresses. Uh, acting prowess, but, like, she was so horrified when she figured out, even though, like, you as an audience person figured it out way ahead of time, like, oh, clearly this is the daughter of that one serial killer, and that's why Rhoda is the way she is. 
But she was, like, appalled and shocked when she figured it out for herself. And so it was, it was an interesting twist just to see her reaction. None of these movies are um, very pro-adoption. <laughs> no, it's true. Oh, my God. Okay, a light bulb just went off over my head. Because this now I understand why when I was, when I was younger, I really wanted to adopt. Not mm-hmm. like when I was young, but like, I, I said, <laughs> I'm you're 15, like four. You're like, I want to adopt. Oh, adopt. Yeah, no, I said though over and over again, when I'm older, I want to adopt. And my mom always tried to, to dissuade me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not saying I don't want to have my own kids too, like, but I want to adopt as well. And she was like, no, that's not a good idea because. Because I'm a serial killer and <laughs> I want your daughter to. End up being rota like No, but she was saying, she was like, you you never know what kind of genes you're getting. And I was like, yeah, but if you raise them, she goes, there are stories, Kristen, stories of families who adopt perfectly seemingly normal kids as babies even. And they give them all the love and attention and stuff in the world. And then one day in the middle of the night, the kid burns the house down on purpose with you inside. And I'm like... For real? You're like, Mommy, I'm four. <laughs> I just want to adopt a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was, uh, from an early age, dissuaded from adoption for the, from that alone. And I'm pretty sure it was from these movies, <laughs> now that I've seen them. Speaking of which, when you were four years old, did your mom ever come up to you and be like, What would you give me if I gave you a basket full of kisses? That definitely did not happen. <laughs> Although, similarly, my dad said, so. <laughs> Mr. Daigle. He's like, Mr. Daigle. If I, if I gave you. If I gave you eight dollars, would you come back with a basket full of bud? And, a, and that, that Perrier that you like. Mm-hmm. Would you not tell your mother... That I got a case full of cores in the garage. And I'd be like, sure, Dad. And here's a basket full of hugs. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> On and, the side. And then if I did, she, he would ask my mom, what is she doing? Yeah. A little bit. Crazy. Yeah. So it goes. <laughs> um, did you appreciate the ending uh, to the movie? Because the ending um, is different from the play in the book. Oh, um... I, I, now I even wanted to give my opinion because I want to know the difference and tell you which one I like, would like better. Tell me the difference first. Um, in the play, play in the book, Rhoda doesn't die. She lives on to continue playing the piano very creepily. She, she does not die in this one either. Yes, she does. Oh, she walks to the end of the pier looking for her... I was thinking her, of the hospital. Looking for her... Um, You're right, for the freaking penmanship medal. Uh, and lightning strikes. No, you're right. I forgot about that. So, um, and I think it was due to like some weird... Uh, what was the name of that code? There was this, before the MPAA was out, there was like a... Oh, you're right. There was a different version of... It was not MPAA, but it was um, like a regula- regulatory agency for yeah. movies. Yeah, which basically said, okay, this little kid murdered these people. She must die in the movie. Right, it was like a moral code. It wasn't so much about like, you know, TNA and violence. It was more of a moral code that they had to follow. Yeah. 
That's why she was oh, killed. I can't remember what it's called, but I, yeah, I learned about that in school and I can't remember. And then um, to to put, to put the nail on the head, there's that creepy uh, afterthought where they introduce all the characters like it's a play, and then they have that was awesome. And then they have the mom spank the. <laughs> okay, that was okay. I'm so glad you brought that up. So I would have forgotten like, about that too. Here. She's an actress. She's an actress. Now, here's the actress spanking the other actress that we just introduced. <laughs> so, I actually enjoyed the theater-like curtain call. Yeah. And I even said to you, I was like, wow, why don't all movies do this? Where at the end, it's like, especially like William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, everybody sad and dies, and you're like wiping away your tears, and then it's like, Leonardo DiCaprio, and he like gets up and like bows, and you know, Claire Danes, and does the same thing. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> there needs to be more spanking, though. <laughs> Yeah, and then he spanks her. Like Signs of the Lambs. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Like, oh, Hannibal Lecter. He's an actor. Let's uh-huh. Yeah, and then, like, in this movie, she's like, come here, you, after the credits. And sure enough, lead actress woman, whose name escapes me, starts spanking Patty McCormick, who's like, ow, ow, he, 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 ow, the whole time. And I'm like, what is this? Like, come here, you little murderer. <laughs> Time to get your spanking. Now, don't murder again. Ha, ha, ha. I would have been like, if I was the kid, I was like, nope, let's, can we just not do this one thing? I don't want to be spanked on camera like this. I feel like there should be, like, a Simpsons parody of this. Oh, dude, there's been tons of parody. This is the OG crazy kid movie. Like, everything afterwards pretty much just spawned from this. You mentioned Macaulay Culkin in The Good, Good Son. Son. Yeah. I'd never seen that. Yeah. It's just okay. Oh, yeah. It's not the orf- Orphan movie. Because you, you said you were like, Orphan. I'm like, except for the fact that Orphan ended up being, like, 45. And I don't well, that think that was a twist. 45. That was, a, that was his own little twist. And he just ruined Orphan for anyone who'd never seen it. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez. My bad. Oh, man. Oh, that was... That was a charming Sorry, guys. sort of reflux that you had. I know. All right. Cool. <clears throat> Did you ever know any kids like Rhoda? I'm not saying murderers, but. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I made sure to keep on their good side. <laughs> Whenever I won a pin Richard medal, I'm like, here you go. There's another one. <laughs> go play in her house. She's got all my medals on her wall. Thanks for not murdering me. <laughs> I even carved your name in them. Crossed right out. Uh, I mean, crazy kids that I thought was who were legitimately crazy. That are like I still know some. <laughs> They're on Facebook, <laughs> and I would never, I would never drop them as a friend. Because <laughs> I just imagine them just like on Facebook, just refreshing, like every five seconds. Someone dropped me as a friend. Who was I? Um, you know, it's funny because I was about to laugh at you. Actually, I did laugh at you. But then I thought of a few of my own and I went, oh, wait, I do understand this. Everybody, well, everybody's got a couple. Let's not talk about them. No. We're, what's, what is the movie where, um, I forget, but somebody keep has to call back. Like, it's like a 12-step program. He has to call back everybody he's ever wronged. And one of the people happens to be a crazy who has, like, a list. Oh, it's, uh... Was it Billy Madison? Oh, I think it was yeah, Billy Madison. Steve Buscemi was the crazy guy. Yes. Yeah. I think that. <laughs> Thank you, Billy Madison, for teaching me never to wrong <laughs> yeah. anyone See, in that way. This is what we have learned from watching movies like Billy Madison. Uh, when I asked if you knew any 
kids like Rhoda growing up. I didn't mean A in the murderous sense and B in the absolute batshit crazy sense. I mean, a teeny bit, but more so in the utter perfectionistic, you know, adult pleasing. Like you? Crazy. <laughs> As a kid? What? You saying you weren't adult like and perfectionistic and. It wasn't as clean. <laughs> as you are now? Yeah, well, no. I, like, my mom was like, you're going to wear these really cute jeans and have ponytails. And I was like, no. And then, like, by the end of the Dude, day. Dude, she's really trying to make you, like, the bad seat. No, she's like. like you're going to look just like the bad seat. No, or no, Or Wendy from. No, that's just it. The fast food no. restaurant. I'm saying that it's the opposite. I wanted to wear, like, dresses. Oh, you did? Yeah. And, and your mom's like, no, you'll wear flannel and listen to grunge music. No, she's like, here's some jeans and we're going to put your hair in a really cute high ponytail. And I'm like, I don't want a high ponytail. I wanted uh, to wear my hair down. And then I'd come home, like, and I would get really upset because I'd have, like, the wispy hair all over the place. And it, it just, I never looked like, I felt like I looked like a kid, like I'd been playing. And I didn't like the look. I wanted it to look, like, neat. And I seemed to be unable to be You wanted neat. to look sexy. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I really <laughs> wanted to look sexy. At seven. Where's my basket full of kisses? I got a basket full of hugs. <laughs> anyway. Every time that happens in this movie, I'm skeeved out. I was like, Ugh. I was an adult and people pleaser, though, in that sense, yes. Oh, okay. Like, I would, I, I would call parents by their last names, and they would be like, um, I'm Steve. <gasps> Steve? <laughs> I, I know Steve. <laughs> Justin. Obsessed with the name Steve. They should make a uh, an, another uh, male version reboot of the Bad Seed and call it the Bad Steve. <laughs> Something's wrong with Steve. There's something about Steve. <laughs> there you go. I'm so glad we're we watch these movies on the cusp of being uh, parents. Parents ourselves. It's like okay, we could run the gamut of having a uh, a murderous. Uh, penmanship, metal, um, wanting, conniving child, or the Antichrist. <laughs> so, yeah. Pick your poison. Uh, I picked the murderess. <laughs> yeah. Because at least she ends up on top. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, she's the one killing. Well, I guess they both are. Okay. So, what do you give the bad seed? Um, bad seed, uh, I don't know. It's like a BP plus somewhere on there. I agree. Yeah. Pretty good movie. I agree. For being 56 years old. Hard to believe. What? That it's that old. Because it still stands up. Yeah. Minus the whole penmanship thing, according to you. <laughs> what would it be now, by the way? Like, if we were to modern translate. It would be Orphan. With a twist, a different no, twist. No, not the movie, but like, what would she be? What would be the penmanship medal that she so desperately wanted? Um, she would want um one of those rainbow brace- bracelets that says if you, like you give blowjobs and stuff. What? The rainbow bracelet. You know the bracelets that you hear on the news, like kids today and their bracelets. They they're wearing bracelets that are color coded to what kind of sexual act they're into. I had no, no, I've never heard of this. No, no. 
Oh my god! Because you're like you have Rainbow Race, and I'm thinking like, oh, he must mean like silly bands. And then you went further with the, you know that they like have like, and I'm like like a slap bracelet. And then you were like with sexual things. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's not a slap bracelet or a silly band. Or it'd be like, uh, uh, little Timmy has more Facebook friends than me. He must die. No. Only if there was a way to inherit his Facebook friends. You pull like a catfish and impersonate. You know? <laughs> now it's getting a little crazy. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know. I feel like it could be something like a computer programming award. A computer programming <laughs> award? Yes. This is the nerdiest bad scene ever. I like it. <laughs> I created the best button in C++. <laughs> the bad Steve has like Asperger's or something. <laughs> He's like the Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> he kept saying if and then, not if and when in his code. Therefore, he must die. <laughs> like five people got that, by the way. Wow. Wowzers. He doesn't even know how to use an end bracket. Okay. Did you ever take computer programming? Um, yes. See, you know what I'm talking about. I don't remember a lot of it, though. I don't remember a lot of it either. And plus, I'm sure that we took it so long ago that it's totally outdated now. Well, and even though we were like three years apart, I'm sure we had different computers by then. Probably. Like my first typing class, we did on typewriters in high school. Wait, your first typing class was in high school? Huh? Your first typing class was in high school? Like, official typing. That was the class. Typing. Like, typing slash computers. Uh-huh. We started um, on typewriters and then moved to computers. Okay, so when was your first class in, in typing slash computers? I mean, in elementary school, you, you, you know, you had, like, a computer class, like, once a week, maybe. Oh, okay. But it was just computers. There was no typewriters. Yeah, we we never had a typewriter, ever. Let's see, well, what's well, a typewriter? No, but we had one at home. Oh well, good for you. We used it at home a lot. Okay. I liked it. That was fun. Huh. My mom's like, "You're gonna break it." This is a great story about typewriters. I know. This is the, this is the best part of the podcast right here. This is the gravy. Let's talk about the Omen, man. All right, the Omen. Why well, haven't you seen the Omen before? Were you scared? No, I didn't know anything about it. Oh, you didn't? Nothing. And as we started watching it, and I realized what was going on, pretty quickly, by the way. Yeah. That I, I keep bringing my mom, but it makes sense because I was like, oh, this is why my mom told me that she checked for three sixes in my hair when I was a baby. This is why she has referenced She this didn't even re- know it involved a kid or that he was Antichrist or... No. No? No, I knew nothing. What did you think the omen was? <laughs> well, like, I just thought, like, it meant, like... I didn't really think about it, I guess. Okay. It was like, ooh, a bad omen. Ooh. You know, like when the dog came, I was like, ooh, that dog is a bad omen. That's a bad omen. That guy's a bad omen. You know, things like that. Like, something bad's going to happen, but. Okay. And then, oh, okay, so I kept saying this. I kept harping on this, and you were like, okay, I got it. Shut up. The lead kid looks so much like a kid that I knew for years through my gym. Oh. <gasps> I did not murder him. He is alive and well. <gasps> you must murder him. I'm not going to murder him. 
with like eight knives. No. So you gotta make sure the first knife is the killing knife or whatever. Yeah, and then, like it kills the physical body and then, and then the other one kills the spirit things, and it goes and outward. And it's very complicated. Yeah, there was a lot going on there. I'm like, you basically have to like tie this kid down like Jesus in order for this to work out. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. yeah. Sad, but true. Anyway, so but you... Yeah, it freaked you, me out. You taught the Antichrist, apparently. No, because... I mean, when I say spitting image, and I can't mention who it is, because... It's because of the Antichrist... Everybody s- will know. His parents still want him to learn tumbling skills. <laughs> his mom is super cool, and she's got two other kids that are super cool. This was the middle child. And... During his class, did the, the, the music she played, did it ever go from, like, happy sing songs to, like... <laughs> no, it happened on the train ride because you know, like we have that little choo-choo train that goes around the track, and like you have to guide them, and you're on your knees the whole time doing it. And you like it kills your knees. You like look over and look back, and he's like tied a bunch of kids to the train track. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This little plastic train goes off the rails. This is scary. Are you Facebook friends? Yeah. Oh my gosh, never. <laughs> well, his mom and I are. He's not old enough to have a Facebook. Oh, okay. He's now. I want to say he's probably like five, so maybe six. Well, it's a good thing his mom's still alive. Yeah, but oh my god, this kid's spitting image. So that's all I could think of the whole time. I was like, oh, there he is. Oh my god. So if you're like me, dear friends, and you have not seen this movie, you got it. That it's about the Antichrist. It it's kind of like got a Rosemary's Baby twinge to it in that you know there the devil's child is being born. Back here on Earth, and there are bad people who actually want to protect the devil's child so he can grow up and inherit the Earth and turn everybody bad. Grow up and take a my gym class and <laughs> learn tumbling skills. Yes, it's very important. That's a part of the Kill those classmates. <laughs> um, yeah, man, this movie's kind of spooky. I don't find it as spooky as Rosemary's Baby, though. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, that, oh, that got me. Yeah. Yeah. And they're both made, I want to say, close to the same time. I mean, within a few years of each other. Mm-hmm. That's great. It's, it makes a great double feature. We failed. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the creepiest uh, scenes in this whole movie comes, like, ten minutes in. And it's almost, like, downhill from there. Which scene are you referring to? Uh, the scene that made you gasp out loud and, like, jump up in your seat. Which scene are you referring to? Uh, birthday party scene. Oh, because it's unexpected. Uh, yes. Basically, there is a birthday party for Devil Child. And you don't really know yet that he's a Devil Child. I mean, yeah, he was he was born under weird circumstances. And you get the feeling that something's not right, but you just don't know what yet. And then... Um, switcheroo, a little switcheroo with the... Somebody decides to make a spectacle of herself at the birthday party. The nanny. Uh takes matters into her own hands and you don't know if it's being done via mind control or if maybe she was one of the devil's apostles working through well like five minutes before she does this she like uh sees the the rottweiler dog yeah and they, they I'll like, get look into each that other too. so but but that was gonna be my question do you think this was a matter of like was the kid somehow using mind control with her? Or was she one of the devil's apostles sent there to make a statement? Don't know. Okay, well, she kills herself. Didn't have time to interview her before she... <laughs> before she offed herself? It's all for you, Damien! Damien, this is all for you! Uh... <laughs> and what's great about that scene is 
the 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 merry-go-round keeps going, and the kids are just <laughs> like, ooh. And nobody like freaks out, runs away, screaming. Like everybody just kind of stares. It's like stop and stare. The woman's hanging herself off the stairs. You could have at least waited to do that at the end of the party. <laughs> right? Like, there's this, you know. Why you gotta ruin it? <laughs> that was very nice. You didn't even get cake. Yeah, party favors? Is this it? Seriously? So anyway. Um... But yeah, there was a question I had throughout the movie. Whenever bad things happen, I was like, is this kid mind controlling? Or are people... Who are sent to protect him from Satan himself, just taking matters into their own hands. Well, there's people that are, you know, trying to protect him. There's, like, satanic wind doing evil things. (laughs) Yeah, there was satanic wind, you're right. Satanic wind and leaves, you know, blowing people into things. Speaking of, a lot of things happen, um, bad things happen to good people via accident. Like, you know, the wind blows somebody into something or, you know, oh no, this, this spear is falling and uh, this guy is not going to move out of the way. (gasps) Oh no, Father Eyebrows, move. He's been impaled. Um, just that, I don't know. Does that scare you because you fall just walking down a sidewalk? No, and in fact, these were the parts I hated the most about the movie because it was like, how do we know the bad things are going to happen? Because a photographer is stalking people and seeing shapes in the background that imply that somebody's going to die with that shape doing the killing, like either impaling them or cutting off their head or something. It's like Final Destination. It is. It's kind of like that. Yeah. And that, that for me, I was kind of like, come on, really? And then when it happened, I'm like, oh, come on, stupid. Um, as for the natural, quote, end quote, accidents... They pissed me off because a lot of the time they were so easily preventable. Like the priest who gets impaled by the spear falling off the roof. I'm sorry. He had a good 15 seconds of holding up his arms and going, no, before it actually happened. Do you know what I would have been doing in those 15 seconds? Moving the fuck out of the way. That was his destiny, apparently. (laughs) And he can't move and say no at the same time. So. Oh, so he chose? <laughs> he chose wrongly. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I guess the guy who got run over by the truck while trying to get the knives didn't really have too much of a choice. Yeah, poor guy. Holy crap. <laughs> but that was another weird one. It was like, why are you interested in helping us find out the truth about Damien? Well, you see, because I took a picture of myself and saw some funky shape near my neck that implies that I'll probably be decapitated. So I thought I should, you know, try to help. But he was well involved before he took that picture of himself in the mirror. True. Why? That was never made clear and that bothered me. I was like, who is this guy? He's not a policeman. He's not an investigator. Why? And who's paying him for these pictures of himself? Yeah. At first I was like... (laughs) Is he a journalist? And he's, like, covering <laughs> and, the ambassador? And, and Father Father Eyebrows. Like, obviously no one's paying him for these pictures. I how's, how's he making his money? I could not figure it out. Like, basically, I mean, because he's... This guy that I'm referring to, people, is here from the beginning. He's at Damien's birthday party. He sees the suicide of the nanny. He takes pictures of it. He takes pictures of the priest who's lurking in the background. Every time the priest is lurking around the family, he takes pictures of him. He's like, Father, picture? Thanks. <laughs> 
And then, and he develops them in his little dark lab. And I'm like, okay, well, who is this guy? Why is he so interested in this family? I really did think, I was like, is he like a paparazzo? Or, because he's got to be a journalist or something. <laughs> it's like, he now works for TMZ. I really thought, I was like, he's like the 60s version of a paparazzo because this guy's a notable figure. The dad of Damien. Hey, is, son of Christ. <laughs> he's an ambassador. Can you look over, over here? here? Over Can you look here? over here? Can you look over here? Please. Please. Yeah. Um, I, that's what I thought. And then when he confesses Son of Christ. Son that the, of the reason devil, he's so, yeah, the reason, well, you know, the reason that he's so interested is because Jesus. he might also himself meet an untimely end. I'm like, he figured that out way later in this, in the story that he was going to meet an untimely end. He's been interested way prior to that. Who is I thought this guy? I thought you were going to go somewhere else with this guy. So just go ahead. Just go ahead. Go with it. What are you talking about? The actor who plays him. David Warner? Yes. What was he in? A very good movie. What was the movie? It may or may not have had a sinking ship. Okay, he was in Titanic. <laughs> okay. I forgot, actually, until you just said that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was he, He's the asshole with the gun, right? The, yeah, he's... The uh, yeah. Yeah. With his, with his accent. Oh, love, Joy. And then after Titanic, he got a TV show briefly. He did. He did. It was like a CW show. Um, what else in this movie? Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Gregory Peck plays the... Um, it looks like Peter Falk for like the first half of it. I'm like, Columbo? Peter Falk. <laughs> he did. He totally did. I knew it was Gregory Peck, but I kept in my head calling him not Peter Falk. So I would remember. You don't think he looked like Peter Falk a little bit? No, I thought he looked like Gregory Peck, although an old Gregory Peck. But yeah. he's a little old to have a a little kid right around. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, he had a young wife. Um, but in the beginning, before he turned all gray, I was like Peter Falk, and then I went, no, you just saw the credits, dummy. It's Gregory Peck. I was always weirded out as a kid that like he was such a great dad into Killer Mockingbird, and then. He was like the karma swung the other way. Like, oh, you're a great dad to kill Mockingbird. Now you're the dad of the Antichrist. Maybe I'm the only person who didn't like to kill a Mockingbird. <gasps> I, ha- I haven't seen the movie. I've only read the book. And <gasps> I didn't like the book. <gasps> Why? <laughs> I love that book. Why? Why? Yeah, why? Oh, well, maybe you need to watch the movie. Okay. It's great in the movie. Perhaps. Have you ever seen another movie as his, Gregory Peck? Probably. Really? If you pull up movies he's been in, I will tell you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, he's he's in... Uh, he was in um, Roman Holiday. Nope. You've never seen Roman Holiday. I know something is wrong with me, clearly. Oh We've had this conversation, but I, that I know I need to see. He was in... Uh, was it Moby Dick? Never saw it. Um, I mean, I know the story. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for something you might have seen. Nothing, nothing. How well, do you know? I assume Roman Holiday would be the one you'd seen. Um, Moby Dick, you haven't seen. Here, let me see that list. I'll tell you. Yeah, no, you haven't seen the original Cape Fear. We talked about that. Anyway, not a bad uh, showing by him. I've seen Old Gringo. No, you have not. <laughs> It's true, I have not. I've seen pieces of The Boys from Brazil, and I know that that's a good movie. Okay, so The Omen, the first movie you've seen Gregory Peck in. 
I've seen... Okay, this is the boring, most boring thing. I, I guarantee you haven't seen anything. Spinning. You know nothing! <laughs> okay, you're right. That's all I've seen. Um, were you a little weirded out that the the son of the, uh, the, the Antichrist didn't really speak a lot? I Well, towards the end, that's when I said to you... running. Like, yeah, a lot of... Nah! And a lot of that. Don't take me to church! Church! <laughs> He's apparently some sort of bird. <laughs> and was his mom a, one of the cluckers? No, his mom was not a clucker. <laughs> but yeah, he might have grown up to be a, a male clucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's oh, was it? I know a couple of sequels. I think to this. Um, there are sequels to this. Yeah, well, due to the ending, you don't think that it was going to be a sequel? Well, I guess there ha- would have to be. It just, But it works so well as a standalone movie that I didn't anticipate that there would necessarily be a sequel. You're like, wait a minute. Why are there two... Uh, why, is, why is the funeral the same? Oh, that bothered me. <laughs> why is the dad who just died, why does he have the same funeral with his son who murdered him? Or, no, like, the other way around, because I was like... Wait a minute. Everybody at this funeral doesn't, like, know the full story. That, As far as they are concerned, he killed his son. Why would there be a joint funeral? That's so... That's horrible. Can you imagine, like, tonight on the NBC News, like, after Susan Smith drowned her kids, there was a joint funeral for all of them. War, war, war. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen. Anyway. Yeah, strange ending to this movie. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I felt sorry for the mom. Oh, yeah? Why? Because her writing was on the wall so early on, and, and everybody tried to tell, um, not Peter Falk, that, <laughs> you know, hey, if you don't do something, your wife is going to die because the kid doesn't want her to live. By the way, she's pregnant. You should figure that out, too. And she was... She herself was realizing that something was wrong with Damien. She went to a psychiatrist. She said, I'm not sure that he's mine. I feel like he might be evil. I'm pregnant and I don't think I want this baby. Like, I think I need to get a smushmortion. A smushmortion. Yeah, like there were signs and nobody really did jack shit to help her. I wonder why, I wonder why it took them so long to figure this out. Like... He's pretty old till they start getting the signs. You know he had to be like younger and doing satanic things. Maybe it's because they always had a babysitter or something. Oh, that was the other thing. I was like, don't you realize that the nanny is kind of A, a bitch, and B, like directly opposed, di- diametrically opposed, I should say, to everything you want to do with this child? Don't you let her go? Like, Well, that's what happens when you don't ever check her references. Yeah, they just take the papers and go, thanks. She's like, yeah, uh, so um, the, the agency just sent me over. They they saw that your previous nanny, you know, committed suicide at your son's birthday party. And they decided, you know, you might need a new one. So, I mean, I'm here. Here's my references. Yeah. Where's, she doesn't even do that your, first. She's where's just your, like, where's your, where's, son? your son? I, where's your son? Where's your son? I want to go talk with him alone. Yeah. I want to be totally alone with your son upstairs. Don't interrupt us. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, now we have to get into the Rottweilers. Uh Uh-huh. Every ten years or so, we as a society jump on a certain breed of dog and label it to be a bully dog and a vicious dog. 
And everybody then goes out and breeds five million of them for protection, and then nobody wants them, and then they all die in shelters, and nobody will take them in apartments. I agree. Shenanigans. It sucks. The Antichrist should be guarded by Shih Tzus, or little poodles. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) What was the meow? Was it a cat? (laughs) It's a cat dog. Cat dog. That would be frightening. (laughs) The Antichrist will be guarded by a cat dog. Meow. <laughs> oh god, that brings our memories. Um, also, I sounded a little bit like Roger's cat and Doug in the beginning opening sequence. Okay, so yeah, but seriously, I want to say it was the uh, 60s or 70s. It was Dobermans. Mm-hmm. Then it was Rottweilers. Mm-hmm. Then it was uh, German Shepherds. Then I haven't um, even seen Cujo yet. No. Saint Bernards. Yes, um, and um, Mastiffs, mm-hmm. and then it eventually, now it's trickled down to Pitbulls and any sort of Staffordshire mix. Yes. It's so sad. Like, what's next? Dachshunds? Those rabid dachshunds. You can't... Dalmatians? D- Dalmatians had a time. We have 101 of them. <laughs> you don't want to kill us. Dalmatians are cray-cray. Yes, they are. It's true. They're like cray-cray. That's why they keep them around the firehouse. (laughs) Okay. But let me tell you, as somebody who has rescued Roddy Mixes for my whole life, they are the sweetest and smartest dogs. And they are not vicious. That's why Antichrist wants them to guard him while he sleeps by the fire. Did you? All the time. Hear the last part where I said, and they're not vicious. I agree. That's my dog, too. Okay. Farters, though. Man, they love oh, to fart. Oh, they do, man. Ugh. I think it's all dogs, though. Ugh. I don't know, man. You think it's a Roddy Mix thing? Uh, maybe. They got, they got bigger or more stout butts than other dogs. <laughs> so maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe. I haven't figured it out yet. But yeah, it just kind of made me a little bit sad. And I'm like, oh, this dog is going to get a bad rap. And it sure did, because that was that generation. So sad. So I have a question. Yeah. If you were Gregory Peck and... I'm a sexy old man. Yeah, you are. Okay, what? You will be. And you're starting to, like, realize that something's not quite right with this child. And after you've been beaten over the head with all the evidence and you're kind of starting to believe, even though you're normally a skeptic, Mm -hmm. you're on board. And somebody tells you... You have to stab this child quite intricately with several different knives in order to kill it. Mm-hmm. What do you do or say at that given point? I would say, um, can you make this a little bit simpler? <laughs> can I use a gun um, and shoot him in the shape of a cross? I would take help with me to the church, not do it alone. Yeah, you're right. That was stupid. Um, I would... Uh, I would have told my wife about it way sooner, you know, before she got pushed out a window by crazy nanny woman. But he didn't even tell her then. He just said, get ready, get ready. Somebody's going to come pick you up. (laughs) And she was like, but I'm kind of injured in a bed with casts and I'm not sure I can. He's like, just get up and get ready. A lot of the reason she dies is she's like trying to get. (laughs) Oh, I felt sorry. I'm like, this is how I'm going to meet my fate. I'm going to be, I'm going to be stuck with a shirt half over my head. And a clear shirt where I can see my assailant coming, but I can't move because my cast is, like, caught up near my face. And I'm going to be like, ah, 
just standing there. So awkward. So clumsy. Oh, man. Right? Yeah. The, the, the way to kill this way too convoluted. You need to simple, simple up that thing. <laughs> too, too, too complicated. But when push came to shove. He didn't even get one. I was going to say, <laughs> would you actually be able to stab the kid? I mean, save, I'm, I'm saving the world. I know. But you saw what the kid did, where he's like, Daddy, no, Daddy, no, please, no. Like, you killed everyone I love. Well, In- including the photographer guy that I just <laughs> met. We were becoming best friends. You're stalker. I, yeah, I, uh. My, my real I child think was you, killed. You'd, you'd have to do it so fast that you don't have time to think of it. Because mm-hmm. once you start thinking That's about the thing. it. <laughs> it's like... How fast can you think with with eight knives or whatever? That's no, that's true. But once you start, then you have to continue because it's one of those things where like you can't start and then be like, "Ooh." Got to lock the door of the church. Yeah, that too. Yeah, Gregory Peck was not thinking. Well, at yeah. all. I don't think he's ever killed a child before. So no, probably... at the end of this movie, it's it's the president's problem. Oh yeah, <laughs> the president takes in this child, which you know happens. Was the president his godfather, I guess? I don't understand. The ambassador of Great Britain. Here's a question. Can you just, like, name the president to be your the godfather of your child? And then, like, if something happens, like, what? Come on. How bad of PR would that be? Like, godfather so-and-so, you know, in this... Well, we'll just use Obama because he's president right now. Uh-huh. Godfather Barack Obama refuses to take in godson. <laughs> Antichrist. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, seriously. I don't think it's a good idea. Can't you see that on, like, <laughs> CNN or something where, you know, he gives a speech. He's like, you know, I just think he'd be better off with uh, another family member or into a loving, adoptive family. How about I the Satanic Babysitters child. Club? Why don't you guys want to adopt right, him? Satanic Babysitters Club. <laughs> what happened there? Dropped the ball, did we? Were you busy that day? <laughs> I guess so. Oh, man. I found it interesting that... Um, the way the legend, quote unquote, goes is that um, the kid will be born into politics, like because that apparently is like the hotbed of of Satan. Interesting. Very interesting. Yes. Can we name Barack Obama as Brooklyn's godfather and Michelle as the godmother? Can we? Yeah. I guess we could. That might be the smartest thing we could ever do. Oh, yeah? Dude, something happens Until to us. They-, they can't, like, deny, like, the, you know, the executor of the will comes and is like, this child has been left to you because you're the godparents. You've been named. And they're like, uh, like, they can't say no. Can they? They could, but it would be really, really bad. <laughs> okay. And then she could be an Obama. <laughs> No, our family really let down. <laughs> Godfather is who? President Obama. Wait, did you name President Obama as the person who gets Brooklyn? Well, no, no, just as the Godfather. Oh. I figured you'd name like Leonardo DiCaprio or somebody. But he could say no. Like he's just an actor. He could be like, um, sorry, no, but thanks. Like. The president has a public thing. Like, you can't just be like, sorry, orphan. I don't want to take you in. Because I don't want to. 
Oh, but please, Daddy Warbucks, please. Right! That would have been really smart to leave Annie to Daddy Warbucks <laughs> in the well. There you go. I feel really kind of calculating and cold about this. Is there, like, an points. official, like, God-parent registration thing? <laughs> Um, no, the way it worked... It's unofficial. Well, the way it worked, like, for me was that, um, when I was born, my mom and dad asked their friends, Van and Joyce Moe, would you be willing to be, like, named as the godparents? And they said, yeah, of course. And then in the will, it was, um, if something happens to mom and dad and they're both deceased, she goes to live with grandma. And they named which grandma. And they're like, if something happens to grandma or she's already deceased... She goes to live with this uncle. And then it was, if this uncle is also deceased... Godparents are, like, at the bottom of the list. She goes to live with godparents. Oh, okay, got it. So it was after, for me, grandma, uncle, then it was godparents. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Weird. Wills. Wills. I don't think I want one. Why not? I don't have anything to leave our child. We gotta leave our child to someone. Well, but the, everybody will want her. <laughs> this will be fights in the courts. We don't want that for her. Why would they fight? They would love her, and they would all want her. Hmm. Okay. All right, Brooklyn. You get to be with everyone. You're a daughter to everyone. Yep. And then eventually Barack Obama. And Barack. <laughs> Obama. If we all happen to die in an earthquake together. Did I just bring it down? Earthquakes, man. Are you worried now? Well, because you bring it up all the time. Because I think it's going to happen. Well, let's move. Where? Non-earthquake country. But it's so pretty. Okay, we can die in an earthquake. Yay! All right, I got to go, man. I'm sweltering over here. Oh, sweltering. Okay, well, then we're going to go. (laughs) So, hey, check us out on the Twitters. Or the Facebooks, or the iTunes. Yep. Or don't, if you don't want to. <laughs> if you don't want to. Um, Justin is on Twitter as at Justin Winters. I am at Chris Winters with a K. And on Facebook, we are So I Married a Movie Geek. We watch movies that Chrissy has never seen before. That's what we do. And there's a plethora to choose from. <laughs> Ugh, the list is so long. As you saw when we tried to decipher whether or not I had seen any other Gregory Peck movies ever. Nope. Apparently not. Oh, well. Sorry, Greg. Sorry, Mr. Peck. He's deceased, but I'm sure he's also so sad. So I can't apologize to somebody who's deceased? Sure. You were ready to prop up Lucille Ball about 25 minutes ago. Because you said you wanted her to, <laughs> <laughs> to be in the remake or whatever the bad seed. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to break it to you. I did, you know. <laughs> I think I'm going to go pour on Mrs. Daggle. I'm going to go sit and follow that commissioner. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. <laughs>